All right, shall we get started then? Yeah. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. And, and I'm sounding okay here? Yeah. All right, well, hello. So, hello, we're Love Rice, right? That's right. We're Love Rice, and we're back. We're, we're a podcast for, with Bloom for Women, and um, it's been a few years. It, it took and a short break. It took a short break. 2017, maybe? Yeah, well, the reality is, is I don't know if we've ever taken a break. It's just we've taken a break from podcasts. That's true. So meet uh, one of my mentors, Dr. Kevin Skinner, and um, I'm Jenny Gessel. So, Doc, what have we been up to or what have you been up to in the last few years? Well, you know, I, I only had a privilege to do Love Rice a couple times. And, and uh, you know, I had a chance to interview Dr. Sue Johnson, which is I was gonna uh, mention prob- that. Yeah. probably our most listened to Love Rice podcast. That would be my guess. Maybe not, but, but she's incredible. If you haven't heard her, you, you probably should because she talks about betrayal trauma in a way that is absolutely an attachment-based model. It's powerful, really powerful. In fact, I've had other professional therapists say, she came on with you? And then they listen to it and they're like, thank you so much. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, I know. I love that podcast. Remembering those days, though, was a long time ago. But that was a very powerful. In fact, I still refer that podcast out to a lot of people I work with. Yeah. Well, and, and again, she, she's just incredible. Sue Johnson is uh, one, of, one of my heroes in the field of therapy. Oh, yeah. We're pretty lucky to get her. Yeah. Um, well, as for me, let's see. Um, some people know me as scabs, but in the last few years, I've gone back to school and um, I'm a therapist in training now in Arizona. Which is so cool. Which is, I love I, as, it. As, 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 from my end of it, I love it when people who've been through just so much find this passion to give and help others. So for me, it's like, I just applaud you. I, I'm absolutely excited for what you're doing. Well, thank you. That's really cool. In fact, I remember coming to one of Addo Recovery's very first uh, kind of had everybody come into the office and talk and ask questions and things. And um, Rachel Gunther, one of your therapists was leading the group. And I remember her asking me if I'd ever want to be a therapist. And I was like, nope. You know, I was in that place of, nope. This is the worst thing ever. There's no way I could ever live in this place. But I've evolved so much in the last 10 years and uh, learned so much. And so I'm just really excited to be here with you in this new way. Well, this is going to be fun. And, you know, for those who are listening, I I think it's really important to understand that we're going to be talking about a lot of different topics. Right. So this isn't just betrayal trauma. This is everything from parenting or dealing with adolescents who are maybe dealing with some of these challenges of growing up in loneliness and anxiety and their, you know, whatever it may be, but also your marriage. So we've got a wide range of topics that we're going to be covering. And uh, I think it's going to be fun. I think so too. I, I really like this idea because we're going to be answering and talking about questions that the audience sends in. So we've got a few. In fact, one today I want to start with, if you're ready. Yeah, let's go. Um, we, we're, we're talking about fear after betrayal, which is a big deal. And um this one woman here, she writes, it's been 17 months since my husband's emotional affair and I'm still unable to feel anything for him. How do I let go of fear? Mm. I, I would want to back up. Uh, there's always mm-hmm. a question to answer a question. Mm-hmm. I, what has her husband been doing to, so to speak, reclaim trust? In other words, I want to reclaim it. I lost it. How can I get it back? And so part of me is asking the question of, is he doing work to earn that trust? Because just to say, I, I want to I trust you without actions, 
it is really hard because then I'm asking you to have blind trust in me when I, I'm not seeing the action. So, so my question to her is, is he doing his part to reclaim, to reclaim that trust or earn that trust back? Yeah. Do you feel it? Yeah. You know, that's something. And, and I think a lot of people ask, they say, I've been dealing with this for two years. It's been, you know, 17 months since blah, blah, blah happened. Like there's a time frame mm. when trust suddenly shows up. And, and what's unfortunate there is when we start putting time frames on things, why, why am I not getting better? And usually there's underneath that, there's a deeper core. Um, there's a reason why she doesn't trust yet. And, and I don't know if that's his actions or if that's, if I, if I act like everything's better, then he'll just go back to what he, he did before. So there's almost this apprehension of, if I'm better, does that mean everything's better? And, and does he really feel my pain yet? Mm. Does he understand this underlying pain that I've been through? Because if I, if I, so to speak, don't have this fear and we go back, I don't know if I want to go back to that place. So often there's, a, there's this underlying feeling of, I don't know if I can do that. It's true. Going back is not the right uh, word for me when I hear that. Mm. You know, going back to that place, it's more of a, a new space, a new evolution, developing something. Am I feeling something? Trusting myself to feel. Can I feel the trust growing here? Yeah. And, 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 and what does that look like? Right? Because trust for, is earned. Um, and then expect it to happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's a good comment right there. Trust is earned. Is trust given? Absolutely. I, 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 I mean, I, I, I take risks in every relationship I enter into. And, and that's, that's imperative. Business, we, we put trust in other people in business, right? When you, when you go to school, you're putting trust in your professors that they're going to teach you the best information, the best knowledge. Our society is built on trust. Right. I mean, even even our exchange of money is I'm going to I'm going to trust that this is is worth what I'm paying mm -hmm. for. it, mm -hmm. and, and so everything we do is based on that. But when I've been deceived, lied to, gaslit, I, I begin to question every component. Are you honest with me? Are you honest with me? Are you being honest with me? So I respect the fact that she still has fear. In fact, I would say that's one of the most common responses after sexual betrayal is you're going to feel fear. You don't know. So there was, there's wisdom in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't, it's, it's the body's way of saying, I've got to, you got, you got to protect yourself here. Mm -hmm. And now that 17 month time frame is, is what many people have a hard time with is like, why am I not over this? And I think underneath mm -hmm. the reason why they're not over it is because there's an underlying belief. Um, I'm not safe. Maybe there's something wrong with me, or if I let it go, will he go back to the same behaviors? So if I let go, any one of those, or maybe even all of them are operating. And so there's a part of her saying, no way, seriously, you can't let this go because you'll be burned. You'll be hurt. You'll be whatever. If you let this go, everything, your worst fears could happen. Yeah, again. And so, so that goes back to the question is what are they doing to repair? What's he doing to repair and show that he is trustworthy? Now, some, some people might say, well, your healing journey is yours and his healing journey is his. But that does not take into equation the relationship. 
Yeah, talk a little bit more about that. That's, that's something I find very interesting, the emotional repair. You know, well, yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just thinking the emotional repair. How do, how do I feel trust again in somebody? You know, there's part of that's given, but there's also part of it that's earned. Um, how does that emotional repair happen? Let's say her husband is doing the things, you know, is working to regain that trust and she's still feeling that barrier. I think there's two parts to that. The first part is if he's working to it, then she should be feeling empathy from him for the pain he's created. So empathy. The, the betraying spouse, when they have empathy, they mm -hmm. sit and are willing to sit in the pain of the, the, of the person that they've created the pain in. Right? If I made a commitment with you and, and I break that commitment, then your trust should be broken. You shouldn't just automatically say, well, of course I'm going to trust you. Our biological response is, I thought I knew you. I don't know if I know you well enough. Now, I, don't, I, I thought I did. So, so if I can then have empathy because I, I, I recognize I broke a contract or a commitment to you, then from a purely logical standpoint, I'm, I'm going to need to feel your pain, the pain that I've created. And that's where many people really bump into their own shame. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is a really hard place for the betrayer and the betrayed. Right, right. So, so if I can have empathy, then you, you would feel it. You would feel like, you know what, you're starting to feel my pain. And that's where I see the trust accelerated. I actually wrote about. I actually wrote about that in my book about the the, the healing art of empathy. Because if you can have empathy, then I, you can feel the pain. Yeah, that's so so very very true to heal that wound right there. To and it's funny because I often think the betrayer has so much, um, and I don't mean power in a powerful way, but just they have a lot of ability to heal the relationship through that empathetic voice and. I, yeah, I cannot tell you how many betrayed partners have said, I just want them to feel my pain. I want mm -hmm. them to understand what it's like for me. And because I don't feel it, it makes me angry. Why, why can't mm -hmm. you understand mm -hmm. my pain? Why can't you feel this pain? Would you say that's one of the most powerful tools the, the betrayer may have in helping to heal the relationship is empathy? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely but, 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 yeah. but that's actually secondary to what they need to do on their own. See, you, you, you can't have empathy until you work through your shame. Mm -hmm. And the research shows, there's actually very good research that shows that they, if you're in your active shame, then you're less likely to feel empathy. Mm. So, so you need to be able to have, you need to be able to have that. So yeah, that explains exactly why this is such a hard barrier. The, showing the empathy to the betrayed spouse is so, it's, it's like, it's just a hard barrier to get through. It's a hard thing to get through because there's, it's, soaked with shame a lot of times i feel i feel like i'm stupid or i'm worthless mm -hmm. or i'm i'm because i've hurt you mm -hmm. i'm embarrassed by my own behavior whatever or i'm angry at you because you caught me or i'm angry at you so i'm not that mindset's not ready for healing and repair because i'm still blaming or angry at you mm -hmm. when in reality uh, i need to step back and say i i've i've hurt you and maybe this is something we talk about next time, but my question that kind of comes up is how do we help someone um, have some resilience to this shame, be able to, mm. you know, put their shoulders back, feel like a human being, but be able to still look in the mirror and see the reality of the situation. 
Yeah, then I'm just going to have to put a plug in for my new book. Put the plug in. <laughs> well, but, but my whole point is, is it, 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 you have to figure out how to deal with your shame. You have to, you have to, yeah. It, it, here's, here's the, in my mind, absolute fact. If you are living in shame, you will not feel your partner's pain. And if you can't feel your partner's pain, then you're going to pull apart, pull away, pull away from each other. And, and so working through that shame is, is a crucial part for recovery from any compulsive behavior or any addiction. Mm, it's the beast, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah. So it's learning how to, how to really deal with the shame. Hmm. So kind of back to our original question, you know, that fear that follows you and, and feeling the empathy kind of helps to loosen that fear. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, there's no other way to put it. If, if, if you, uh, okay, great. Uh, sorry for the metaphor, but this will make it real, right? <laughs> yeah, Sh go for it, Doc. Shame is the fiber of, 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 our, um, of our bowel system. You don't have fiber, you're going to be, get constipated. <laughs> Are we talking poop metaphors here? I know it's kind of a crappy metaphor, but <laughs> right, you have to have you. <laughs> shame resiliency, working through your shame is the fiber. It, it flows things. Otherwise, you get constipated. So eat, eat the kale. Eat the sweet potatoes. I, I am have sorry. The... And I, I am sorry I hurt you. I recognize now that my behavior was very selfish and I didn't see how it would hurt you. Yeah, eat your kale and eat the spinach because in that acknowledgement, I'm owning the fact that I hurt you. Relationship repair is dependent upon it. Say that again. Relationship repair is dependent upon. It's de absolutely dependent upon working through the shame. Because you can't have empathy. And if you can't have empathy, your relationship will not heal in the proper way. You can try to reset it without it, but you'll be going through the motions. Empathy makes us better human beings. It helps us connect on deeper levels. And it's, it's not talked about enough, and it's unfortunate because it is a key to healing and recovery. So healing in the relationship requires the empathy, and the empathy helps kind of get rid of well the poo analogy right get it all flowing you you finally flow <laughs> so let's think about this the 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 experience where um there isn't the sh there there isn't the resiliency the shame there isn't the empathy and and the fears there how to how do you navigate that uh now we go back into the own individual work that needs to be done where did the shame develop what mm -hmm. have my relationship patterns from my past have been like. Mm -hmm. All of those things are core components that have to be evaluated and, and worked through. Because again, you don't just go show empathy. Empathy is a skill. De getting rid of your shame is a skill that you learn on how to, I mean, shame is a voice in your head that you've been having for years and years and years. So it's working through that shame that's gonna be essential. And, 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 and that's really what therapy is, should be doing is helping people work through that helping shame. People. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about just quickly before I think we'll wrap this one up, but um, I'm thinking about this woman's question. So let's say she's not getting empathy and um, she's still really bottled up with fear. 
what what uh, what could you tell her? Uh, it's a, coming back full circle. Is I want a voice for her fear. Place and, to put and, it. And what I mean by that is, any time a person's in trauma, it needs to be expressed. It needs a voice. It needs a safe place to be heard. And mm -hmm. and and that's why I'm saying what write it down, talk about it with a close friend, somebody that you trust. What am I so afraid of? And I, and in that situation, if I was the therapist there, I'd say, I would want this person to write down, what am I so afraid of? And, and I think as she writes about that, she's going to see, I'm afraid that it will happen again. Or it reminds me of honestly getting close. I'm, I, don't, I don't know if I want to. So my fear propels or keeps me away from you. It's mm. a protection. It's a protective barrier. It's really what it is. And, and, and I get it, right? You, mm -hmm. you sh your body is designed to protect itself from unsafe environments. But what happens when I can't tell if I'm safe or not anymore? I'm going to feel fear. And so it's, it, am I safe or am I not safe? And if I'm not safe, then what would help me be safe? That's the question that would need to be addressed. Like, are there things that he could do to increase your safety? Mm -hmm. And I love what you've said here about what, you know, that betrayed can do. They, have, they need to find an outward expression to that fear. Talking okay. about it, journaling about it. I mean, I would get on my bike and talk to myself and just kind of tell myself what was going on and kind of work through it. And, you know, there's lots of ways that people do that, but finding an outward way to express what's happening inside. Yeah, right, left, right, left, bike, 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 your brain, right, yep. left, right, yep. left, hemisphere, right, left. Yeah, right, uh, which is- I know that a, now. I didn't know that back then. But, but that's just the beauty of it the instinctive body says this is good for me see i think that if i were to, in our closing today i think if we learn to listen to our body our body absolutely knows a lot of ways to heal if we can just learn to really attune to the body it's so true it reminds me of a woman i was working with who told me a story you know she'd had a big experience uh, and she said she went outside and just walked up and down and around her driveway. And she said she looked at her clock and half an hour later, she's still walking. And she came in and she said, I feel crazy. I did it for an hour, hour and a half. And, you know, we broke that down a little bit, reframed that because, no, that's so cool. Your body took care of itself. You know, your body connected in and took care of you and helped you kind of express and work through this difficult stuff. Yeah, that's beautiful. Very cool. Very cool. Well, that's it for today. Okay. So it's always um, good. Always good to talk with you. Always good to talk with you. I, I always love chatting and learning and getting all kinds of new stuff. And so we will um, come back again next week. We'll have another topic, another thing to discuss. Uh, send your questions to hello at bloomforwomen.com. And we'll see you on the other side. All right. Thanks, we'll Doc. see everybody. Bye-bye. Uh, all righty. Bye-bye. I did internet radio for like three years. And, you did? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I, know that. I, I mean, you should hear some of those. Uh... Welcome back. This is Dr. Kevin Skinner. Today, <laughs> our guest is going, today our guest is going to be Dr. Joseph Ledoux. Oh, wow. You should be doing this, not me. <laughs> I think I'm going to have them cut that in. <laughs>